Welcome, everybody, to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group's Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. Let's have Joseph, our jokester, up here to tell a joke. Joseph. Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph the Jokester, here for another joke. Um, This one's for all you musically inclined alcoholics out there. All right. So E-flat walks into the bar. And the bartender says, sorry, we don't serve minors here. (laughs) Thank you. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Joey. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Chris. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, In a moment, we're going to start our two-minute meditation. So please take a moment to get situated. Turn off all devices, please, that make noise unless you're watching the meeting on them, or that will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. Is everybody ready? Yeah. See. Okay. See you in two minutes.
Please join me in the fog light prayer. If you don't know it, repeat after me. God, God, let your love shine through me like a fog light so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. At this meeting, we read the Appendix 2, which is titled Spiritual Experience. This evening, I've asked a friend, Shay, to come up and read Spiritual Experience. Before I do, I just want to note the church has asked us to limit the number of people that are here tonight, so we've got it down to six uh, out of public safety, health concerns, and so we're respectful of that. We have six people based on request. So thank you all at home supporting the meeting and watching from afar. And now I'd like to invite Shay to read the appendix on spiritual experience. Shay. Hello, my name is Shay. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, the term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon further reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness followed by, at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the differences long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his life, uh, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have, ta they have uh, tapped an, unsuspecting, an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essential, is the essential of, uh, essence of spiritual experience. Uh, our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need to have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. Uh, there is a principle which is bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation, Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Shay. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting. If you are here and if you're at home, then undoubtedly you're, you're using technology to watch this. Um, so 
Uh, feel free to sit up straight, pay attention, get out your 12 and 12 if you, if you got one. Um, and now is the time when I introduce our speaker. Um, Doc is a, a person that really needs no introduction. He's somebody that I had the privilege of listening to a tradition series a couple years ago that he did, and it really uh, changed the way that I looked at AA as a fellowship and the program of recovery. And um, he's uh, somebody that gives a lot of himself to the fellowship. And it's weird seeing him with six people. It's like if we were at uh, Woodstock seeing the Rolling Stones or, or just some crazy band, but I'm, I'm up. It's like MTV Unplugged or something. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's a gift for me, and I hope it is for you as well. Please join me in welcoming Doc. Thank you. Thank you, Doc Alcoholic. I thank God they wrote it down so that I don't have to try to... Right, wing it from oral tradition, right? Because oral tradition is often wrong, apparently. Uh, Tradition 10, yay, if any time in our lives we have needed Tradition 10 as a, as, as, as a daily meditation, something to look at and try to understand daily, it is this year, 2020. And I got to say, uh, um, you may, p- people may want to fight me and kick about this tradition, but that just proves my point even the more, right? So let's read it and then let's dive into it. And uh, we're not going to talk about the Washingtonians as uh, I'm sure... Uh, when we review the traditions with other people, they will. So we're going to go about how this applies to me personally as a recovered alcoholic. Tradition 10, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is made up of individual people, which means you and me, because that's how they refer to us in the big book. They call us AAs. Many an AA has done this, and that's us, an, an anonymous alcoholic. We have no opinion on outside issues, semicolon, yay, which is as good as a period, right? And people forget that. Semicolons as good as a period. There's, there's one statement, and that needs to sink into my head because uh, I've always been a very opinionated alcoholic, right? Very opinionated alcoholic. I'm against the death penalty, and I think anybody for it should be killed. Right? I'm very opinionated. (laughs) Yeah, get it? (laughs) If you don't get it, you should be killed. Okay. Right? Why? What do you mean? No, no, that means that means inside the meeting. I can have opinions outside. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show to you all the proof and 30 years of experience why you absolutely you can do anything you want. You can go get high. Right? You can go, you know, destroy your life, light it on fire, any way you want. But I'm going to show you why you shouldn't. Right? Hence, it's a great word. I love that word. I got made fun of once using that word. Hence, because nobody knew what it meant. And so I had some kid heckle me. Hence. And he goes, (laughs) hence. And I stopped and I go, you know, idiot, stand up. (laughs) That was not, yeah, there's one. (laughs) You got a phone? Google it. Mamma jamma. I can't say that my, my catchphrase. Hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. That's great. That's absolutely for the groups, right? That the AA name should, but then why? Why? 
If we look at why it shouldn't, the AA name itself should be not be drawn into controversy, we'll see why we as members of AA should not be seen in controversy, right? So let's look. Let's see what the, the book says. Never great. Rarely have we seen, right? They're, they're specific with the words they use. The, Bill Wilson in particular, but he had other people helping edit and, and input and everything else. So I, we'll say they, our forefathers. It didn't say rarely. It says never since it began has AA been divided by a major controversial issue. Never. But they weren't alive this year, man. Right? We're in, I, you know... And, and it, it may be 2030 if you see this recording, if it survives, right? You may be looking at old recordings back from the 20s, back, back from 2020, and see this and go, wow, I remember. I, I'm reading in the history books all the stuff that happened that year, right? And if you're watching that in the future now, future us, and we're in the past to you, then it may be President Smith or President Jones. Doesn't matter, right? And there's going to be a bunch of people, I hate President Smith. And I hate President Jones, right? That can't be an AA. It cannot be an A. Why? But I'm right. Well, of course you're right. You're always right. That's what your capital ego does. The ego. That, that inflated ego that we talk about in AA makes opinions and it's always right, as far as you're concerned. Right? So we look, why is this? Nor, we've never been divided by, uh, uh, what does it say here, politics. Where does it say at all of this? I'll get down to it to a minute. Oh, religious, political, reform, uh, religious or racial differences, economic wars, all of that. Right? Never since it began, have we been broken by that? But we certainly run the possibility of that today. You know? We certainly run the possibility of that today. We, it's the perfect storm happening. You know? With a virus happening, getting everybody all upset. Nobody knows how to deal with that. You know, we read it, the book said, mushy thinking. My brain had mushy thinking when I threw up my hands and said, I don't know. Well, that's everybody around the world. You know, we're living in a generation that this is our first pan-world uh, 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 pandemic, right? This is, this is the first time. Nobody knows what to do. So they go, well, you should have done that, and you should. And we have no one to kick. So the whole world is frustrated, right? And we, we're seeing it's costing us money. It's costing us patience. It's just wearing on everybody. And then there's always social unrest, always, everywhere. We're talking about the French Revolution, right? And, and this, just, this is the perfect time for social unrest. And, and I got to say, see, it doesn't matter what side is right and what side is wrong because I have a primary purpose. I have a single purpose. I have a real purpose. And it says here, nor has our fellowship, which is you, it's you and me, right? Have we ever publicly taken sides on any question in an embattled world? Well, what's public? We'll get to that, right? And this is a beautiful thing to think of. This, however, has been no earned virtue. 
It could almost be said that we were born with it, for as one old-timer recently declared, and this is the quote that that's, should be... I suggest you write this quote on page 176 down and read it every night. If you have a problem with what's going on one side or the other, if you feel that you're on a side, read this. Quote, practically never have I heard a heated religious, political, or reform argument among AA members. We're held to a higher standard than the rest of the folk. So long as we don't argue these matters privately... It's a cinch we never shall publicly. All right. So it says don't do it publicly. But then he says this old timer, which is probably Bill, right? I don't know. I'll ask an, an, an historian. Uh, but he says, okay, we're not going to argue it publicly. We're not going to go outside of the meetings and stay so. See, and that's the argument. It's, it's a flipped argument. Is people tell me, well, Tradition 10 is only about in the meetings. We're not supposed to argue stuff. Wait, it says publicly. So that means outside the meetings, right? Well, yeah. So it's saying that AA should never argue politics, religious, reform, right? Any of that in a meeting. We shouldn't be arguing with ourselves about it. And it says we shouldn't be out publicly doing it either. That's what it says. Well, why? Because you represent AA. But what if I'm anonymous? Nobody knows I represent AA, right? I can go to the side that I feel needs my support. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. As by some deep instinct, right, which later is called by God's grace on top of page 177. It's not a deep instinct. It's God's grace. We AAs, there it is, us, right, we have known from the very beginning that we must never, no matter what, that's that's as strong as you could put in a book. We're children. It has to be written like that. Never, no matter what. And yet we read through Tradition 10 and go, yeah, it's just a tradition. It's for the groups. It means that the group cannot be like the Washingtonians who, got, who, who first was alcoholics helping other alcoholics and then took on uh, the abolition of slavery, right? And, and which is... Which, i got to say, is probably a right cause. There are some people who probably believed really that the opposite of that was right and God-given. And I I know the Bible was used to to uphold slavery in the United States. But, you know, I personally think it's a right cause. Should I be on it if if I were in the 1850s now? Should I be on that side? No. Not with what I know now. If I had the big book, I couldn't be. Now, but, but, but I couldn't be as an opinion, right? I know what's right and wrong, and it, and it mentions that, okay? It says, we must never, no matter what the provocation, publicly take sides in any fight, even a worthy one. Even if you're right. Even if you're not the only one that thinks you're right. You, you can't publicly take sides. Why? Because we have one purpose, right? To fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and others. That's page 77 in the big book. All history affords us the spectacle of striving nations and groups finally torn asunder 
because they were designed for or tempted into controversy. Right? We, so we know that. If I want my life, it's talking about big worlds, countries, groups. What about my life? If I bring controversy into my life, I am absolutely taken away from my focus of page 77. My sole reason, I believe, for God saving my life is to help other alcoholics hear this message so that they can save other people as well. It says, you know, that we, on page 124, our dark past, transformed into our most, in God's hands, transformed our most precious possession. Right? It's the key to life to other alcoholics and their families. And with it, we, we can separate them from misery, sometimes death. That's an amazing gift we've been given. We have one fight. We are specialists, Right? We are neurosurgeons. We don't do heart operations. Even if someone needs a heart operation, it's not our job. Even if it's the right thing to do, we're neurosurgeons. Right? Does that make sense? We have one job. Because I'll tell you, everybody who's fighting a cause on this side or on this side right now in 2020, they are not focused on our cause. Right? God's told us we have one cause. And if we start having more causes, all sorts of stuff breaks loose, right? It says in our own times, we've seen millions die, right? Everybody's screaming how how, uh, people should be governed, how the economy should be broken up. This really reads, page 176 and 177, really read like it was written today. It's really topical. Here's a couple great things, though. Um, probably the wisest man ever lived, arguably, was the, uh, uh, the king of Israel, uh, Solomon, right? Wisest man who ever lived, arguably. And he wrote the book of Proverbs, which is great, a great Jewish book about, he wrote for his son on how to live life. Do these things, you'll be successful. Don't do these things, so you're not a failure. And uh, I'll give you a couple numbers so you can look them up. They're great. This isn't about God. This is just about wisdom. Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. That's awesome, right? If you don't know, even if you're stupid, and you'll be wise if you don't speak. I can give you a firsthand example of that, right? I was, a number of years ago, uh, called my sponsor, and I said, man, I'm just... Just burnt out, you know? Just burnt out in AA. I, I forget how many years. Under 20 years. But I, I've been here too long, right? 15, 16, 17 years. I just, I'm pissed off at everybody that when I go to a meeting, I go, oh my God, not that guy again. When, I'm just, I just want to shut the front door, quit whining, you know? And I just, it, I, I, I grit my teeth at the back of these meetings. And he says, okay, well, I have a suggestion. Why don't you go every day for 30 days, why don't you go to a meeting you've never gone to before? He goes, not a, not a meeting hall you've never been to, but a specific meeting. So say you've never been at the noon meeting at XYZ Club. You know, you go at 8.30 on Wednesdays. Go to the noon meeting. And he says, and when you go, don't speak. Don't share. Be silent. 
I said, all right, I'll try that. He goes, I, I, I know you could never do that for 30 days, go without speaking, because <laughs> you're doc and you've got to share everywhere, because you're so opinionated. So uh, uh, try it for a week. So I did it for 31 days, just to, you know, show my sponsor, right? I'll show you. And I have no doubt that he knew that that's how to get me to do it. And a couple of things happened at the end of that. First, I called my sponsor, you know, as is going on, and I go, I just feel better and better every day, you know. And pretty soon, after a month of that, I was like, hey, it's awesome, you know. I was back skipping around. And he says, you know, you don't have to wait till you feel like crap to do this. You can do this anytime you wish. Just go to some meetings you've never been to and be quiet. And, and if you feel like speaking or you see somebody that ticks you off, say, why does God have me in this meeting on this day at this time listening to this guy? Why am I here right now, right? He goes, just embrace the moment wherever you are. I felt great, right? But the other thing that happened is I kept having people ask me to share. Can you come and do... Nobody knew who I was, but they all just assumed I knew everything because I didn't talk. Right? I just sat confidently and listened. And then I go, would, would you, uh, what's your name? Doc, w- would you like to come and share next week? I'm actually on this pilgrimage thing. I can't right now, but next month maybe. It was amazing. I was considered wise right off because I was a fool who didn't speak. Beautiful, right? That's who we want to be. See? So, so we go here and it says... Um, that this, this spiritual climate in which AA was born, top of page 177, by God's grace has nevertheless flourished. Right? That's what we're living in. Either you trust God or you don't. Right? What we're here for is we're here for safety. Right? God has placed us in a position of neutrality. What is that? Is that page 84? God has placed us in a position of neutrality. Is it? Experience will benefit others, self-seeking. No, that's the, that's the beginning of set, step 10. Okay, I don't know why I have a note there for that. Um, it doesn't matter. Oh, yes, I do. Hold on, I have a double note. Ah, for we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. For by this time, sanity will have returned. There's the note, right? If I'm fighting even for something I think is right, I'm probably going to start suffering from the insanity that's explained on page 37, which is the inability to think straight, you know? Are you going to go to the protest? Are you going to go to an anti-protest protest? Are you going to go to support the political party that's showing up? Are you going to go to not support the political party that's showing up? Are you doing your part for this and that? And then I don't know where I'm going. And I forgot that I got 12-step work to do. Well, what is 12-step work? You know, we've been on Zoom meetings here for months. How many newcomers you got on your, on your phone list every morning? Well, I don't meet anybody. I'm on the Zoom meetings. You know, that's going around. Yeah, but that's your purpose, dude. You need to start carrying the message. If you're not doing step 12, which I would say is, is imaginarily here, right? If you're not here on step 12, you're not doing it, you will not be happy. Is that right? 
But it says here on page 177, but what about, what about, you know, don't I have an opinion? Like voting. Does that mean I shouldn't vote? Dude, quit trying to <laughs> talk me out of it, right? That's what we we're saying, that alcoholics are great. Yeah, but why? But why? How come? What if I did it this way? What if I did it? Man, why are you? It says right here, it says, nor does it mean that the members of Alcoholics Anonymous, nor does it mean that you are now restored as a citizen. You're not a, a, a slimy drunk. You're now a citizen of the world. You're not going to back away from your individual responsibility to act as you see the right upon issues of our time. That just means that you participate like voting. But you don't have a public or private, right? doesn't need to say private. It says among ourselves or out there anywhere opinion about things. Keep it to yourself. Why? Okay. We could go through a lot of this lovely stuff. It says the society will perish under public controversy. That means your life will eventually perish under public controversy. We just spent, how long did you spend on your fourth step and fifth step to try to clean that up, your resentments? And then you pick a side that's right, and you just signed up a million people on the other side of your controversy as the people that are wrong. And you can say, well, I don't really have a resentment, but you're lying. You're lying, right? You're lying to yourself. And now you spent all that time trying to find a way to be completely neutral so that you could receive God's grace, which is what keeps us sober and removes our defects of character, right? That's what we're aiming for. And it brings light. We said that last night in, in, in step 11 in the 12 and 12. Brings light to our dark undersides, right? It, it, it enlightens the darkness inside of us. Right? So I, I, I want to stay away from, from uh, controversy. Right? But I'm always right. How do I find that? Why am I always right? I mean, it's not just I think I'm right. I mean, I feel it in my heart. I'm right. I'm willing to carry the banner into the battle and fight and kill and die for right. Because I am the Batman. I am justice. Right? AA is not about justice. Here's another proverb in uh, chapter 12, verse 15. It says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, right? But a wise man listens to advice. I'm not going to talk about how uh, we get together and sometimes you know, just rail on each other at meetings. I've been to some country meetings in small town America. They are awesome. And I couldn't understand why these little meetings, the, the, the old guys just railed on each other. You son of a gun. And you, you know, I was in one in Galesburg, Illinois, and there's a little tiny meeting hall over by a railroad tracks. And across the railroad tracks, there's just cornfields forever, right? And I'm in there, and there's about five guys, and two of them are in bib overalls, right? And, and they go, okay, who would like to start? And one guy, he takes his paper, and he snaps it and folds it and snaps it and folds it, and he gets it down, and he goes, yeah, I'd like to talk about Richard here. Why does this son of a bee always have effing money for GD 
cigarettes. I mean, this dude's just spitting venom, right? GD cigarettes, and he never puts an effing dollar in the GD basket. The son of a B. That's all I have. I pass. <laughs> and then old Richard goes, uh, I'd like to speak. It's none of your effing business what I effing do and where I spend my effing dollars. And it went back and forth. And then the, the chair goes, would, would the guy from out of town like to speak? And I said, well, I want to thank you both because you make meetings in Miami just seem really sane, you know. <laughs> and, and they didn't think that was funny because that's how their meetings always are. And then after a while, I thought about it, you know, because um, I, I like hitting meetings in small towns. You get them in the church basement. I was in one meeting in Iowa, and the guy was the real life sling blade. I, I swear, he goes, he wants to sw- to share, and he goes, well, yeah. I mean, it was the real guy going, I'm sober now. I've been sober, uh huh. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. But what it, what occurred to me, these guys grew up with each other. They were in, ele- this is a small town. They were probably in elementary school and junior high, and now they're old men bitching at each other. They're, they could be best friends, who knows? It's just how it is, grumpy old men. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about controversy that blocks the doors from people that are going to die, Right? If I'm out here, if I'm in the parking lot publicly now, right, and I'm talking to my buddy Chris and I'm going, you know, I really hate President Jones, right, sometime in the future, right? That pre- Miss, Mrs. Jones, right, there we go. I hate Mrs. Jones, you know. I can't stand her administration or any of that. And this, this newcomer, he comes in and he hears this conversation. He thinks, oh, I didn't know this was a politically based recovery thing. Shoot, I'm not going in there because I love Mrs. Jones. She's the best president we ever had, you know. I can't go in there. Or I'm out here going, you know, I hate, I hate Vulcans. They should all go back to the planet Vulcan. I hate them Vulcans, you know, them Vulcan, well, them with their Vulcan ears. <laughs> you saw his Vulcan ears. You should have looked out for his Vulcan eyes. So that's an actual line. That's an actual line from the old Star Trek. Um, and they go, oh, my God, but my dad's a Vulcan. I heard him talking in the parking lot. I can't go in there. My first meeting of AA, I had no idea what it was. No idea. And they started out, they gave chips. Here's my 24-hour chip at the beginning of the meeting. And uh, then they went around to see who needed to share. And then they had a speaker who had 10 years. It was their birthday. It's an anniversary. Um, and so the first few people that spoke, first guy talked about uh, his girlfriend, and that's all he talked about. And then the second lady, she talked about her job and how crappy that was, and that's all. And I thought, maybe I'm not in the right room. Nobody has said anything about alcohol. This is, uh, maybe this isn't right, you know. The funny thing is they kept referring to the big book, and the only big book I knew at that time was the good book, right? The big book, not the big book, but the big book. And so I thought, oh, it's the Bible. They're all talking about, you know, the big book says this, right? The good book says this. That's how I grew up, was the good book says this. And they're going, the big book says this. And so I, 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 I leaned over and I got a peek inside the big book, and it wasn't no Bible. I thought, oh, my God, they've written their own Bible, this is, this is crazy, right? 
And then I found out what it was later. But see, see, just I'm already in the meeting, and because there's not a there's no talk of alcohol, I thought I was in the wrong place. Plus, nobody went out of their way to say hi, how are you? You're new. I just sat in the back. Now I sat in the back with my girlfriend that I had dropped off to get sober 30 days ago, and she'd moved out. So I have my girlfriend with me, but everybody just thought, okay, there, he's fine, and left me alone. So actually at that particular meeting, people weren't really doing their real purpose, right? They weren't, I didn't get a message. I did, I did get shown some kindness. I was asked if I wanted to sign the card for the woman with 10 years sober. Yeah, and I was like, well, they, she doesn't know me. And she goes, yeah, but you're the most important person. What does that mean? And by the way, I don't believe she has 10 years sober. Nobody goes 10 years without a drink, right? She, she learned to do it in a month or two. She learns, and then she drinks responsibly. What, what is this, right? So I'm going to refer now to why we can't have opinions. We can't. We shouldn't. I'm going to go back to someone I mentioned before, which is Dr. Harry Tybout, MD. Um, Google search this report that he wrote, The Ego Factors in Surrender in Alcoholism, by uh, Harry M. Tybout, T-I-E-B-O-U-T-M-D. He was on the board of directors for Alcoholics Anonymous as a non-alcoholic for almost 10 years from uh, 1957 to 1966, I believe. And um, he wrote many papers for the medical community about alcoholism. So if we need to know things about... He was, he was, not only, he was a psychologist and an MD. So not only, you know, if I'm going to look to see what the medical side of, of my, my uh, disease is, I'm going to look at Silkworth, and not only what he put in the big book but other papers he wrote for the medical community because those have to be peer-reviewed before they're published. They have to be shown to be true before they can be published. Same with this guy. And this guy knows alcoholics because he's been around us for almost 10 years, right? And what he said was, is he was going to change... I mentioned this a couple uh, uh, traditions ago. He was going to change the term ego because we throw it around in AA all the time because ego... EGO is really not what we mean when we say an overinflated self-centeredness. But that's what the word we've decided to use. And he said, okay, rather than change the word since everybody's using it, I'll just change the first letter. I'll make it a capital E-G-O. And I, I made the joke that we could call it the ego in a Spanish pronunciation, but it's capital E-G-O. It doesn't mean the psychological ego that Freud talked about with uh, 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 id, ego, and superego. It doesn't mean that. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with our human nature getting inflated because we're alcoholics. And he defined it as what we normally call being immature. So this overly inflated ego, the self-centeredness, and that we believe is what? The root to all our troubles. Cut the root, troubles die. Right? A dandelion. Pull the flower, it grows back. Pull it at the surface, it grows back. You got to dig down, cut the root. That's how you kill it. 
That's how you kill a weed, right? It's the root of all our problems. So we want to separate from that. Meditation does that. That's why we're doing the meditation study. But here's what it does. It thinks it's the only thing that can protect you. One. It also thinks that um, you're alone in this world and that it can protect you. And the way it protects you is it thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks. And it thinks and it takes in information about every little thing and it tries to put it together into opinions. And then it tells you it is absolutely right and you feel it in your heart. And it's not you, it's this weird shadow you, right? And we're not going to go into all that. But, but, and I say all that because that's more Jungian stuff. But, but this capital ego, the ego, looks and says, you know, when people go down dark alleys, they get hurt. You know, you shouldn't go down a dark alley. There's a dark alley. You shouldn't go down there. Now, it, you know, it may be in Mayberry, right? There may be no, no, no harm at all in there, right? But, but, but see, it tells you what's right. It may say, uh, you know, uh, that's, where, that's where all sorts of weird concepts come from. Racism comes from that. Tribalism comes from that. Political beliefs come from that. Religious beliefs, all of it, a lot, a lot of it, come from this capital ego, ego, taking in all this information, thinking, 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 and forming opinions. All right? It is defined as, and I'll give this real briefly, the, the, the three things that define it as I'll just quote it, uh, 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 what makes it how you know what it is and, and, and tell me if this applies to you. Um, because this all goes back, it, it was formed when we were born. And, and psychologists believe that, that, that those moments um, from birth to like three years old form a whole lot of stuff, which is then created into this capital ego, okay? So the first thing is, is this ego, like a baby, assumes... Its own omnipotence. <laughs> it decides that it is not only king, but probably God. Therefore, every decree it, it, it lays down is law. It says, and that's, we do it all the time. I always do that. Oh, I never do that. This is how I am. I'm just being me. No, it's an opinion, right? And we're diseased in our soul. So this opinion is big and way bigger than we ever needed as human beings, right? It's diseased like our desires are cancerous. So that's one. Two, it cannot accept frustrations, <laughs> right? So a baby doesn't get what it wants. What does it do? It screams, right? If it wants something, it screams. What does my capital ego do? It screams. It decides this is what I want, and I want it, and, and I'm going to have it. And you say no. And they go, you know, so look at, um, you, 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 you have to wear a mask. Okay, well, okay, so my baby, my ego goes nuts. I'm not wearing a mask, <laughs> right? I had a mask off last night at a meeting where I was about uh, 10 and a half feet. I measured it from the first person, right, in the meeting. And they were all a good 10 feet apart in the meeting. And there were only about eight people, I think. And so I was told, no, you have to put it back on. Okay, so I whined like a bitch a little bit, and then I, then I put it back on, right, right? 
Because, because hopefully that giant ego doesn't go nuts. We're not just talking about pride and we're not just talking about vanity. We're talking about a part of our personality which is a king baby, right? It thinks it's omnipotent. It can't handle frustrations. And this is the best one. It functions at a tempo. Allegretto. Rapido. That's music. That's another uh, we don't serve minors jokes. Allegretto. With a good deal of staccato, which is uh, thrown in. In other words, um, it works on this ego works on a, uh, on a time scale which is really speeded up to a child's time scale. Um, and the example he gives is if you take a child to a beach and release it, it runs. Right? If a family pulls up at grandma's, the toddlers jump out of the car and run up to the porch. The older kids get out of the car and walk up. So immature is now, 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 fast, fast, fast. I can't wait. And I don't handle frustration. And everything I do is God. Right? Well, that's us. That's the thing that eventually will turn to you and go, Hey, Doc, king for a day, baby. Let's go have a drink. You've been sober over 30 years, man. I'm telling you. You're fine. We'll do it tomorrow. Doc, who has saved you through everything? Me, baby. Who has been here through everything? I have protected you. You've gone through relationships and sponsors and deaths and crap. And who's been with you all the time? Me. I'm the only one that knows what's right for you, man. Those people, they don't know what's right. One Drink for a day. That's all. Bartenders have said, and this is true and it's in his report, that an alcohol, a recovered alcoholic who goes into relapse will order a drink It'll be said in front of him on the bar, and he'll stare at it for a long period of time. And that's that ego going, go ahead, man. It's fine. And us going, it's not reasonable. I've read in the book. I know this. I have knowledge. I have understanding. I have wisdom. I know what to do. And yet, that thing is what kills us. It goes, man, none of that matters. King for a day, man. I'm king. Drink. All right. Will you promise me we'll start over tomorrow? Yes. And we'll do a better recovery program than we did the first time. We will start over fresh. Go ahead. King for a day. King for a day. Okay. So if I want to reduce that thing that's going to slip my throat eventually, right? I've got, I've got, what is it? They got a name for, for the original alien, right? What are those things called? What are they? No, the big, the big H.I. Giger, you know, whale-headed thing on, you know, on the Nostromos, the first alien, <laughs> that thing, right? Right? It's, so you've got this killer alien that'll protect you from anything else, and yet at any given time, it'll turn around and bite your head off at any given moment, Right? I shouldn't, I'm not going to say anything about magicians and tigers. That's awful. They'll kill you. Right? So will your ego. So here's the thing. Surrender is the key to tradition 10. What do you mean? How, how is surrender not having an opinion? When I surrender that God 
is my opinion, when I know that God has this world problem handled, has these political clowns watched, has this country helped, has these people helped that are starving, it's not my job to protect the youth in this state, and it's not my job to change the laws over here, that God says, dude, I have a plan. Surrender. Quit being God. Because it's not me who wants to be God. It's that capital ego, right? It's ego that goes, dude, I'm God. And that's why when we're at home, our brain goes, I know how to figure out the whole world's problem. I know how to figure out this whole coronavirus thing. I know how to figure out the economy. I know how to figure out the problems between the left, the right, the progressives, and the moderates. I know, I've got it, right? Why? Because that ego's going, think, 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 think. When I first got sober, my sponsor, first guy, he gave me that pamphlet, you know, 16 questions, right? Are you an alcoholic? And he says, cross out the word drink and write in the word think, and then answer it. You know, do you often think by yourself? Do you start off the morning thinking, right? Do you hide your thinking from others, right? It's just like, oh my God, this is all me. And, and my sponsor goes, he goes, you won't have a problem stopping drinking. You're going to have a problem stopping thinking. See, but I didn't know because I hadn't read Dr. Tybout's report about what alcoholics have as this big ego. And the way to eliminate it is total surrender. Complete until when it says let go and let God, that's what it means. Surrender to win, it means you cannot have this big monster protecting you anymore because it's going to kill you. It will kill you. And how, and how do we keep feeding it? By getting involved in controversy, by having an opinion on outside issues. So, yeah, you're, you have to vote, right? People died so you could vote. You, you have to vote. It's, 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 it's not a privilege, it's a right, and you need to take your right, and you need to be part of society. Just like you have to pay taxes, right? Yeah, we can't say, I wish we could, we can't say, look, I'm not paying taxes because I have no opinion on outside issues. So all I'm here to do is help alcoholics. That's not going to play, man, Right? You have to abide by the laws of the land. There are a lot of things you have to do. And you can say, you know, this law is unjust. But that's okay. I need to be able to dismiss that from my mind so it comes out of my tongue. Okay, we're almost out, right? We're coming. Oh, good, we got a little bit of time. Um, you can't carry the message. You can't, see, we don't sell people on this message. The message is A, B, and C, right? Three propositions, right? Three pertinent ideas. That's our message, that, that, that you're an alcoholic, can't handle your life, probably no human power can relieve your alcoholism, but God can and will if you look for him, if you just open up. That's the only message we have, right? We don't have to tell them about four steps, fifth steps, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, none of that. We just have to tell them one and two. That's it, right? Once they hear one and two, they go, well, how do I do that? And then we go through the book, right? I cannot do that. I can't persuade through example if I'm caught up in any even small right or wrong. It's, it, it's not a discussion, right? Right or wrong fight. I can't. I can't get emotionally involved in it. 
I'm going to read something from somebody really wise. This was written, and they used this to help write the big book. This is great, okay? And then I'll tell you where it comes from later. All right. But this is all about how to... Is it going to come up? How to not um, get caught up in this craziness of 2020. Okay, here we go. Is Hey, alcoholics, he says, not many of you, not many of you should become teachers, my uh, fellow alcoholics, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And that's true. I can't look at a skirt without getting condemned. She only has 10 years. Oh, please, nickel. <laughs> right? We're judged more strictly, those who teach. It doesn't mean at the podium, it means anywhere. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect is able to keep their whole body in check. When he... When we put bits into the mouths of horses, and that's a long story I've told, right? To make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, right? Or take ships, for example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures, are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise God. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? No. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. That's the book of James which was used to help write the big book. That's the third chapter, the beginning of the third chapter. You know, when your mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Your mom says, nobody cares about your opinion. No, I think that was dad, right? Nobody cares about your opinion. Guess what? <laughs> nobody cares about your opinion. I have one thing that I do, and I, told, I, I said I'd give my buddy a shout-out. My shout-out is to my buddy Ian... And uh, Ian's a big, tough biker. I love him. He's a brother. And uh, before this uh, quarantine, we would go out for dinner once a week. And after dinner, we'd give ourselves a good couple hours to go have dinner. After dinner, we'd go to a meeting, and then we'd drive home. It was great. Well, what we did at that dinner every week 
is any opinion that formed in our brains, we bounced off each other and got it out of ourselves. And we were able to, Ian has this wonderful, remarkable quality of being able to take the exact opposite position of me, whether right or wrong. If I go, you know, I'm really upset it's been so uh, stormy down here. Now, I think it's been pretty sunny. Why do you say it's been stormy? And we just kind of, like men, but gently men, talk it out. And then our wives, our lovers, our, our, our friends, our sponsees, our sponsors, don't have to hear all the bullony that comes into our heads over, over, over things that don't need my opinion. I have my buddy Ian to go, you know, uh, I really love President Smith. I really hate Senator Jones. He's going, yeah, but you don't. No, I don't really care. But I had to tell somebody because it was in my head. But see, I don't, I don't want to feed that ego. I want to have less and less opinions. And what happens is as the weeks go on, less and less time is devoted to sharing any of that. And more and more time is talking about our plans of helping other alcoholics coming out through the week. And, and, and that's, that's being active. It's being a verb. That's not fleeing from it, but leaning into it and getting rid of it, right? It's doing what the book says. It's sharing our faults with God and with our fellows. And we let it out. That's one of my faults. I don't want that ego to grow. So I get rid of it and we laugh at it and it's gone. I never have the thought again. But see, when I'm alone in my apartment, and my, that ego starts telling me, this person's an idiot. I can't wait to have some ear, somebody's ear to share. You know that person is an idiot, right? Yeah, can't wait. We don't need to do that. We can't do that. We want to live a life that is uh, happy, joyous, and free. And the way we find those three things is in carrying that message, helping newcomers, and we do that by practicing step 10 rigorously. And I'll see you next week. Doc Alcoholic. Please join me in thanking Doc one more time. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. Now, at this meeting, we have a secretary. That secretary is Joseph. Now I'd like to introduce... Joseph, our secretary. Joseph. Thank you, Chris. I am Joseph, your recovered alcoholic secretary. All right. So, just so everyone's aware, uh, tonight uh, we have tonight's session on and all other uh, past podcasts online at alcoholicsandgod.org. It's for free, for fun and free, (laughs) as they say. Um, And also I'd like to invite everyone to our Monday night big book study, primary purpose group. It's a great time. Um, It's run by Doc, uh, Mike Chase, Old Bill. Um, who we love, and uh, we're going through the book and and uh, just finishing up. We agnostics. Um, I recommend you come. It's uh, the, this uh, Zoom session starts at six forty-five. Meeting itself starts at seven fifteen. 
Um, hope to see you there. Um, and those who wish to thank our tonight's speaker, come down the center aisle. There's only six of us here. We all know Doc well, but um, we, we uh, always thank him and are very grateful for his presence. Sorry. All right. I'm going to close tonight um, with the Lord's Prayer. Am I reading the wrong thing? Yeah, yeah. We can move on to the second. Oh, jeez, Louise. Down below. I had one job, guys, and I screwed it up. Or technically two jobs. Sorry. I'm, oh, I'm reading Chris's ending part. All right. Well, let's... Should I do it again? I'm sorry, everyone. All right. All right. And... Uh, seven tradition. It's a good one. Um, we do not pass baskets around. Um, we ask and recommend, um, if you, uh, would like to contribute today as you should, um, give online to, uh, intergroup. Um, they could, they need your contributions. They're kind of hurting during this time in COVID, as you can imagine, um, with all the closed meetings. Uh, I've asked, uh, Shay to read, um, Recovered statement. We say recovered alcoholic, and he's going to share more about that. Thank you. My name's Shay. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Shay. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) I was about to start reading it, too. (laughs) Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered but not cured? That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction alcoholic will remain with us for our lifetime, but we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. We are now sane where alcoholic, alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Excellent. Thank you, Shay. Um, so... If you didn't know, now you know. 1940 style. Uh, big sponsorship from the 4 to 2nd edition. Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried. 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses. And, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experienced is that God has not changed over time. And neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75-plus percent success rate. Um, covered alcoholics, a show of hands. Um, if you out there in the Zoom world, if you do not have um, a sponsor, please reach out. And those recovered alcoholics, please reach out to them. Um, it is our primary purpose, as Doc beautifully um, stated earlier. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining. I already mentioned Monday Big Big Book Study. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Okay. So I I really don't have much else to add to that. Thank you. uh, Thank you, Joey, and thank you, Doc. Uh, Let us please close with the Lord's Prayer. If we allow him to, who will bring us from shame to grace? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. See you all Monday or next Thursday. Godspeed. Thirsty bodies aching. I am desperately in need of restoration. Yeah, and I am ready for you to take me higher. Yeah, the only thing that I can do.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. Green now, 
growing vines. They twist and turn each way, flowers blooming all the time right outside my door. Like never before. I had to change everything to realize that today is the best day of my life. song is god bless i love you mike chase bye i think you know this one don't you
Shot. 